0: Welcome to Beyond the Boardroom with me, Kieran Paul. Now, this is a pretty special interview coming up. I sat down, albeit on different continents, with diligent CEO, Brian Stafford. Brian has been diligent CEO and President since 2015 and has overseen tremendous growth and, of course, the acquisition of Insightia last year. I wanted to get to know Brian on a human level and get his vision for Diligent in the world of modern governance. We recorded this conversation just days after the Super Bowl, so I made sure to ask him about that. I hope you enjoy the discussion. Hey, Brian. It's great to be here. Now, you went to culinary school. Uh, So what is your favourite dish to cook for family and friends?
1: Uh, you know, I cook just about. I do love cooking. Uh, and uh, uh, on any holidays or days off, I tend to spend my time, um, uh, all my time cooking. Uh, but I'd have to say my favorite thing to cook uh, tends to be pizza. Um, it works well for my wife loves it. Uh, our family loves it. My kids love it. Uh, and so I go a little bit crazy on different kinds of pizzas.
0: Well, talking of pizzas, a little birdie has asked me to ask you about artisan pizzas. I
1: don't know about artisan. You know, not entirely true, but you can put just about anything on a pizza. And so uh, we do have some fun creativity um, with uh, different ingredients, different cheeses, etc., cetera, um, for pizza. So whether that makes the bar of artisan or not, I don't know. But, uh, uh, but we do love experimenting with different kind of pizzas.
0: What's your thoughts on pineapple on
1: pizza? Ah, oh, I'm not 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 a fan.
0: Um, so is it soccer for you or American football? Which which do you prefer?
1: You know, that's a really tough one. Uh, we're coming off the heels of uh of the Super Bowl in the US, but it's also Champions League going on um uh across Europe. Uh I started uh watching American football, obviously uh, younger, but over time I've gotten I've gotten pretty darn into uh uh into football and you know, being in the U.S., one of the best things is every Saturday and Sunday morning, uh, you could turn on Premier League, usually starts at 7.30 a.m. I'm an early riser, and so it starts at 7.30 a.m. in the U.S., and it's, uh, it's a great way to have some coffee, catch up on emails, and uh, watch some football.
0: What's your favorite soccer team?
1: You know, one of our, um, one of our uh, investors in Diligent, uh, Clear Lake Capital, um, just acquired Chelsea Football Club. And so uh, uh, I have uh, I have paid a little bit more attention to uh, uh, to Chelsea as of lately.
0: Paint us a picture, Brian. As a tech CEO, are you a hoodie and white sneakers kind of guy, or a suit and black leather shoes boss?
1: Definitely not a suit. Suit, tie, you'll never. i It's been a long, long time since I wore a tie. I think last time I went or a tie was a few years ago, and it was not work. It was an event with my wife. Um, so definitely not a tie. Um, I kind of split the difference. So. I'm always in sneakers, but I usually have some sort of a collared shirt and sweater.
0: And for our listeners uh, and subscribers who frequently tell us that it appears to be business as usual for Insightia, can you tell us a little bit about Diligent and where Insightia fits into your plans?
1: Uh, yeah, so it is business as usual for Insightia. I'm, I'm thrilled um, that we have the opportunity to partner with the Insightia team and help to be able to platform to help to grow um, the uh, Insightia business. Um, For me, it's pretty simple. Insightshare has a fantastic reputation and traction with um, advisors and investors um, and other partners on that front. Um, And we think there's a huge opportunity to provide the great content that comes from Insightshare and provide it into our diligent application uh, for um, for issuers. So every board, uh, every management team, we'll have that information um, sitting in front of them for them to be able to uh, to use. Uh, and it's included in our board application. And so it's a great opportunity for people to, for us to package uh, more insight, more information, and more value um, to our uh, board member users and clients.
0: And I'm really excited about this question. So to get diligent staff uh, fired up for 2023, you performed a song about the history of Diligent uh, written to Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire um, I absolutely found it fantastic. Um, but firstly, if you were lip syncing, how come you got so out of breath?
1: You know, well, I will since you asked, uh, uh and I have not been asked this yet. So this is this is this is news to anyone joining. But I actually sang the whole song, but apparently uh my audio or my voice was not great. And so uh um we uh, uh I was told that uh it was in my best interest. <laughs> From a personal self-preservation perspective, to have us dub it and have someone, uh, someone else do the audio and turn it into me lip-syncing, so I was actually belting out vocals. It just uh, apparently did not work. It, it did not reach the bar for prime time.
0: I'm sure Billy Joel had to um, perform in the same sort of uh, situation.
1: Well, I, you know, I I thought I was going to make him him nervous with my vocal performance, but um, but apparently um, he is he is safe.
0: And as well, like what, what can you tell us about the the challenges you set for Diligent this year? Uh,
1: I think we have a good opportunity to grow our footprint and our reach as an organization. Uh, we have expanded the number of offerings we have, and Sisha being one of them. Uh, and I think there's been a great opportunity to, to sell those offerings into our broader client base. And through doing that, we think we can um, help our clients have more impact.
0: And and what are the trends in modern governance that you're following most closely this year in 2023?
1: Yeah, I'll give you a little bit of a longitudinal picture because I think it's um, it's an acceleration of those trends. Uh, when I joined diligence some eight years ago, it was with the idea that governance was going to become even more important and uh, even more uh, intense, fast paced, more coming at directors, more coming at companies, and uh, that that is proven to be true in spades and what the issues that boards were mostly um, focused on eight years ago were more squarely performance related of companies. Uh, And as you well know, uh, performance matters a ton, but now there's a whole nother set of issues that boards and organizations are responsible for. Issues like sustainability, issues like cyber, issues like ethics and compliance, uh, issues like child labor in your supply chain. Issues like making sure you're not doing business with people who are on sanctions or watch lists and just the level of, of increase in responsibility uh, for um, for organizations. And whether that's driven by investors, whether that's driven by regulators, whether that's driven by consumer demand or employees, I think those issues are going to continue to become more acute uh, and more intense um, over the next five years. And so we are focused on areas like risk, cyber, sustainability, compliance, ethics. Um, and, and, and like I said, I think those will continue to accelerate. I'm Ryan Nebel-Volshan from Wawaski, and we sponsored Insightia's Shareholder Activism Annual Review 2023 report, which you can read for free now.
0: How would you say the role of a board director and their responsibilities has changed in recent years?
1: I think it's changed in a huge way. Um, the responsibilities, the intensity, the expectations beyond just joining four meetings a year uh, has skyrocketed. Uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, organizations like ISS, um, who are kind of the watchdogs of uh, of companies, boards, et cetera, uh, uh, and help inform how people vote, uh, a couple of years ago said, hey, if a director sits on more than four boards, they're considered, quote, overboarded. Um, and while you can debate whether that's the right number and some board roles are more intense than others, like if you're an audit committee, but I think the reality is the spirit of it is in a world where the role of a director has just gotten, um, has increased uh, massively, uh, you know, you you can't have the same expectation in terms of number of companies a director sits on. And for a director, uh, and I think all directors who join boards are are you know incredibly aware of this, but you know, the requirements and the expectation, it's a material chunk of time. Like I said, it's not just showing up four times a year anymore.
0: And we often write about the pressure that's being put on directors by activist investors and institutional investors. What's something you think is not well understood about the work that board members do today?
1: Well, I, I think one of the things that is probably not well understood more broadly is. Most directors, most boards are very open to uh, uh, debate and dialogue amongst your shareholder base. And so I think the term activist, um, you know, comes with it some uh, uh, inherent uh, concern or fear or some heightened sense of, of awareness. But I think the reality is most boards will tell you they're happy to engage with investors who have a point of view on how the company can create more value. Now, activist investors, not all of them are the same. Uh, some boards would tell you some engage in a more um constructive way. Um, but but many activist investors would say, and that is equally true of organizations and boards, some boards engage in more um constructive way than others. And so ultimately, I fall in the camp of of if, it, if a shareholder has a point of view on how a company can create more value, can have more impact. Um on the world, uh, I, I think I think boards and CEOs um, should be open to hearing them out.
0: And continuing on on activists, uh, what's diligence view on activist investors? We always assume that a lot of directors don't like them, but are they a necessary part of financial markets?
1: Well, yeah. Building off my my last point, I I think investors and active investors are a necessary part of financial markets. Uh, I think investors who have a point of view on. Uh, on how a company can generate more value for its shareholders how a company can um, be more sustainable over the long term i think that it has a value in the world we operate in you know and and today we're in we're in an environment where you know not all stocks are up and to the right and uh and it is an environment for active uh shareholders to have a point of view on how companies can uh change how they operate to um uh, to be more effective over time
0: And and Brian, as a former partner at McKinsey & Co., how does your experience in management consultancy inform how you operate as a CEO and also how Diligent helps advise and support clients?
1: Yes, that's a great question. I think the two biggest takeaways I I have from my time at McKinsey as it applies to Diligent is, well, was at McKinsey, I, I got to spend a decent amount of time in boardrooms presenting to boards, hearing the questions that boards asked, And I think that was very helpful preparation uh, to leading diligent to try to make sure and understand and know what's important to boards. Uh, And then the second thing um, is McKinsey at its heyday, and keep in mind, I I left them eight plus years ago, um, had had an unbelievable focus on client impact and client service. And that's one of the things I've taken to diligent as well, to make sure that in anything we do to make sure that we are providing the highest level of service and that we're having real impact for our clients. And I think that's an incredible uh, bar, um, should be a high bar, um, to put on everything we do, from how we interact as a team with our clients to the products we release to the thought leadership we have in the market.
0: And finally, what is your long-term vision for Diligent?
1: I think we at Diligent have a um, huge opportunity ahead of us Um, to help become uh, the uh, software company uh, that helps clients manage all their non-financial, non-customer information. And if you go back to the backdrop that I shared around how the role of the board has changed, um, if I look at software from 20, 30 years ago, it was all focused on uh, enterprise resource planning. So helping companies better account uh, widgets and count their employees and people and report uh, accurately and quickly to the street. If I think about software for the last 20 years, um, uh, most software platforms have been focused on growth, customer marketing, all those things that help you grow your business, whether it was same-store sales growth or you know growth of a software company. I think the next uh, 10 to 20 years um, is about companies helping to manage all those non-financial factors, all those factors that investors are requiring companies to report on that regulators are going to increasingly require companies to report on, uh, and that your employees and your customers uh, want to have visibility into. And currently, no one has a software platform of record to help companies manage all of those non-financial disclosures and information. And I think we have a fantastic opportunity um, with our team and with our client base to help to do that.
0: So I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as me. Remember, though, if you want a particular guest in the hot seat, simply email insightia.press at diligent.com and we do our best to get them on. I'm Kieran Paul, and I'll see you next time.